Hello, my name is Stephen Keith. I'm the CEO of Labrador Uranium Inc. Uh, we're a relatively new company. We started we uh, started trading on the Canadian Securities Exchange in March of this year. We're a relatively early stage uranium explorer in Labrador, but we have consolidated an incredible piece of land. It's almost 140,000 hectares with known uranium, historical uranium resources, as well as historical vanadium resources, and over 140 targets of known uranium and copper along this 125 kilometer belt. And now we look forward to exploring it and finding out uh, just how big a project we have. Stephen, thanks for that intro. Got all the buzzwords in there. Uranium, vanadium, <laughs> copper. Nice work. I'll uh, try. <laughs> well done. Hey, well, it's the first time we've met or spoken, so yeah. just kind of keen to get, understand all the moving parts. I know a couple of people on the board, uh, which is kind of who are good. So that's a good start. Um, so the plan is what? It's a new company. You've got some assets which have been vended in with some, again, names that people would recognize. Why now? So there's two fundamental pieces to why now. One is... Um, the opportunity was there to put this land package together. So the company we were spun out of is called Consolidated Uranium. They were obviously consolidating uh, uranium assets throughout the world. But as they were doing that, they were moving further up the development scale. Mm -hmm. And this project is still relatively early stage, the Morin Lake project, although there is a historical vanadium uranium resource. Mm -hmm. On its own, as it sits now, it's not a mine. It's too small. Right. And so it needs significant exploration. They weren't going to be able to do it. And we could, in a dedicated company. Because at the same time that we were cooking this idea, we were approached by two other, what are now partners, that had almost 140,000 hectares of land of known uranium and copper district. So we said, okay, let's put this together. Um, the mining markets are moving, but more importantly, we have this consolidated district and what we believe to be strategic metals. Right. So yes, uranium's in our name, that is fundamental. Um, but guys like Altius Minerals and some of the guys we have on our team think that this is, it's got high prospectivity to be an IOCG district as well, which is nice. I will take either like multi-commodity with uranium or just uranium. Yeah. Um, but we know it's there. And then secondly, timing, sometimes it helps. But in the last year, uranium has seen some really nice tailwinds. Mm -hmm. uh, we're finally seeing groups like the Europeans start to embrace uranium again. Japan's building again. Um, <clears throat> plus all the other stories we know of already right. with respect to China and all that. Um, but what's really important with respect to the uranium space is um, a lot of my background, although I'm a mining guy, has been in renewable energy as well. Mm -hmm. And as we move to carbon zero or carbon neutral world and miners and others focus on battery metals, which is terrific and I'm, I'm a big fan, but what's going to charge those batteries? And if we need carbon zero or carbon neutral, oil, gas, coal disappear on us, right? It's really hard to permit large hydro. So at that point, it's wind, solar, run of river hydro. You've got capacity factors in places like Canada of 30, 35%. You can't fire a city or industry off of that kind of availability. So your only real choice right now is uranium. Um, it is being declared in certain parts of the world a green metal or a green energy or well, nuclear. They're thinking twice about that in Europe at the moment. They are thinking Just, twice about yeah. that, but what, what choice do they have? Well, I, I, look, when I say why now, I guess it's two, two, two routes you can go down. One, which is, hey, the thesis is awesome and it's only got stronger, right? The narrative's yep. changed, you know, EU taxonomy was including uh, nuclear and now they're not so sure. You know, um, but the demand is there. Chinese spending 400 billion on their yeah. infrastructure, you know, say across Europe, nuclear is being accepted as, as, a, as a green energy source. That's the, the thesis. It, you're right, it's strong, but it's been strong for three years. I'm thinking about why now you saw what was coming down the line 
you, you, pick, you did this in March. Yep. We're now in early June in the middle of possibly one of the worst markets we've seen for a long time. Yep. Could you not have like held it back a bit? Why, why go ahead? Well, it's almost, the, it's almost the other side of it is, is, you know, when you're looking at any type of deposit, you have to think of what becomes real. We're an early explorer. I'm not telling you I got a billion dollar deposit today. It's what we're hoping for. But <clears throat> those things take a lot of time and it was a matter of getting the right pieces in place. Like the Morin Lake project on its own without the rest of the land we brought wasn't gonna be worth anything. You needed the, the extensions of this thing for it to ever be in mind. So it took all the different players in this district quite a bit of time to consolidate that. But we also, frankly, we were lucky. Our timing has actually been very good. When we created the company, it was late summer of 2021. Yep. We did our first financing in October. Right. And it, it was one day of marketing with an investment bank and it was done. We raised, we raised all the money we could at a really good price. And then coming into March of this year, the exact same thing happened. The market was there. So we will see volatility. We're always going to see volatility. This is a terrible market, but I've got you know, almost $17 million in cash, 10 million of that is flow through. That's gonna take me, what, two years to spend as a minimum, right? right? So I've got a lot of runway so I can, look, my money's, my job is to make investors money. But in the meantime, I can't control the market. I'm very powerful, but I'm not that powerful. Um, we're cashed up to be able to take advantage of, look, we're gonna see volatility in the markets. I can, I'm never gonna ignore it, you got to protect your shareholders, but we can now focus on putting money in the ground as long as we believe that the long-term supply and de demand dynamics are there, and that I do believe. Okay. So the market is a blip for me, and it's, it's, a, it's a significant blip, but we're cashed up so we don't have to like focus on it. Right. You can, in a sense, you're immune to market conditions because you need to go back to market and raise expensive capital. Correct. But at the same time, you need to be, you know, conserve your energy yes. to conserve the money in a market like this, which is with inflation and all those wonderful factors out there, things are getting expensive. People are yeah. getting expensive. Drills are getting expensive when you get to that point. Um, you, have, are you going to slow things down a little bit until we kind of come through this blip, as you call it? Not yet, but that's also because that's always been our strategy. So we're very cash conscious. So our very first sets of money, the first 10 million or so we raised was all hard dollars. Mm. The second set of money we raised was flow through money. Right. So the flow through money is your spending money and you're required to spend it in Canada within two years, right? right? So we have, because of this massive land package and what we have, we've actually got four projects we can be working right now, plus an AI program we're doing that we can spend tens of millions. Yeah. But the plan has always been start slow. We're gonna process the old data, run it through this machine learning program we're building, come up with good targets. <clears throat> this year we'll build the field camp, get in and do some exploration, but it's not 10 million in exploration. Right. So it is, we're not slowing down, but we were always starting slow with a view to speeding up. Where I think this will affect us is winter 2023 and beyond. Mm. What does that market look like? Because it's that second half of the flow through. Do I want to be aggressive, spend it really quickly and raise more money? Okay. Or is it smart to just sort of keep doing this iterative program? Because we do, we have, it's a beautiful land package. There's many targets. So there is, um, look, you want to be scientific about this. You want to you, 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 you go step by step. This is our first step. So we don't just blow it all on day one. Okay. A couple of questions out of that, which is you, you raised the money. How much money has management put into this thing? Actual cold hard cash. Cold hard cash is an excellent question. I think the first, 
So we had to raise money in three points. The first money we had is before we owned any assets and didn't exist. We raised about $2 million there. Yeah. Almost all of that was insiders. Right. Okay. Um, after that money and every financing, <clears throat> I didn't do the flow through, but in every financing management and board had put money into all subsequent rounds as well. Right. But the hard quantum is, I know that we own about 5% of the company and none of it free shares. Okay. Maybe 6%, but yeah. Okay. Fine. We'll come back to that. <laughs> if, you, if, you come, if you come back in the show, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that more because I think that's really important, and especially given where you guys come from, right? It's not, it's not like you're uh, struggling for cash yourselves. I want to see how committed you are. Do you sit on any other boards or I sit on or two other boards. I sit on the board of a company called Sterling Metals. Mm -hmm. They're a silver explorer in on Newfoundland itself, on the yeah. main island. And I sit on the board of a company called Aura Minerals, which is listed both in Toronto and on the Brazilian oh. exchange. It's a gold copper producer. This is your only CEO role. This is my only CEO role. This okay. is my only management role. This yeah. is what you're focused on. This is it. Okay, cool. Now, come back to some soft and fluffy questions right? yeah. around AI, okay? Because okay. I, I think AI is fantastic. So what information did you inherit and what 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 was the idea? What You, you must have had a thought and going, do you know what? If we want to consolidate this, if we too look at this information in a slightly different way, bringing AI, you know, whatever, however you define that these yeah. days. So we've had lots of AI companies come on with yeah. different approaches. It, what do you think you're going to be able to do or put together here? Because it's got to be a bit more than a hope and a prayer and let's just see how it goes, Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So if you, if you look at this district, it's been explored for over 50 years. Mm -hmm. And... In that time, it's gone through many, many sort of life cycles. The first sort of 20 to 30 years looking at this district was all copper. Yeah. Mostly prospectors, dozens and dozens of occurrences found, but almost no drilling. Okay. Then the next cycle through, people started discovering, oh my God, there's uranium all yeah. over this system as well. And we started to see tens and tens of millions of dollars um, spent in this area. So it has been in dozens of hands, explored for over 50 years. Um, so there's an amazing amount of data. So when Altius and then ourselves went and consolidated this district, um, all that data is now public or owned by the government. Like our team is on its way to Happy Valley Goose Bay next week mm -hmm. to look at all the core from the historical projects, right. right? And so all that geophysics, soil sampling, water sampling, geochem, that all exists, and, but never in a single hand and never looking at a broader project area. Right. So instead of looking at here's a few claims, we're looking at 140,000 hectares. So there's a great opportunity there, but that can also be a company killer. Like yeah. our first, like the first yeah. pass when Altius did that was, came up with 146 targets. How do you find, what do you do with 146 targets? You, so yeah. to answer your question, sorry, I know I'm taking a while That's to get great. there. So to answer the question is, um, we have two people that we brought onto our team who've actually built machine learning programs right. for geology. And what we have here is much like uh, what one of our guys did in, in the Gawler Craton in Australia. There was a, 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 a prize, a competition set up for using AI in large land areas with historical data to try to find targets. And that's what we're doing. We're getting through all that historical data. It's a lot to go through because not all of it meshes, not all of it comes together. But the idea is all of that historical data trained properly with geologists that know the area. We have known deposits along this belt so we can teach the machine, for lack of a better term, what it's looking for. What are those deep structural events? What are the, you know, whatever they're looking for. That's not my area 
of expertise, but mm. you know, and 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 bringing the data in at the right level. So that's one. And, and what we believe will happen, we already saw this in the first pass done with like Altius had started this process, um, was what's coming out of it is instead of you know 146 dots on a map, you start coming up with projects like here's this one area where it looks like from geophysics or or, or structures and what you're seeing either in, in drill holes or samples yeah. that have seen before you start to see these projects come together that could be something massive and then that we can focus our actual exploration so on. So pro projects, do you mean targets? They're targets but like what is a target? What we need to find in this type of area and if you know Labrador it's a great place to invest but there's it's expensive yeah. and, and it needs infrastructure where you build these mines. So a small mine is irrelevant. You're, yeah. You can't build small but How mines. does this thing hang together? That's what I'm getting at. Because you, you, you did the AI thing, right? Yep. But you've got to have some broad assumptions about what it is that you've got there and how this thing hangs together. Yes. Because 140,000 hectares is ridiculous. That's a liability, quite yeah. frankly, sometimes, it can be. right? Yeah, it can be. Too big and it's like, too much money needed, right? So you've got to start somewhere to build the story up that you're telling, yep. especially when you start off. People are going to know what you're working towards. Yep. So that's the bit I'm interested in. And so wh where do you focus and prioritize your efforts? Yep. It ain't 146 targets or no. projects, right? Absolutely. So what we do is, is, is we've got two pieces of it. One is we start with the Morin Lake project, which is a neat starter kit. It has a historical resource on it. Right. It's got both uh, uranium. It it's got uranium and vanadium. But about what? 10 million pounds of uranium. Okay. 100 and some odd million pounds of vanadium. Okay. On its own right now, as it sits, that's not a mine. Sure. It's too small, too low grade. Yep. But what we do see, and now that we've put these claims together all around it, yep. is it extends to the northeast and southwest. So the very easiest and best target for us to go after isn't to turn that from a historical resource to an M&I resource. I don't care. Mm. If it's that size, it's does this thing grow? Yep. Is it a single large mine or multiple targets? And that's so that's our very first target. We don't need the AI for that. We're building that out and we will be drilling that starting in the next month. Right. The AI helps us with the entire land package to sort of look at it and turn that into more discrete projects we can go after. Because we can't just send prospectors over 125 kilometers. You've got to say, this five by five area or whatever that might be yeah. is screaming at us because of the geophysics. And this is how we found Michelin over here yeah. has these similar structures, Genesis. And that's what we can do because there's tons of, for lack of a better term, smoke in the system, mm -hmm. but you've got to narrow it down to where it's coming from. Right. Okay. And that's what the AI does. Okay. Okay, and I'm sure if we speak again, we'll come back to what it's actually doing for you, right? Yeah. Um, so you're playing the thesis. Yep. Everyone's in wild agreement with each other around this table about that. It, it's, it's, it's a good thesis to kind of invest into. You told us some of the things that you were doing, brilliant, but you've got, like said, reference earlier, you've got to play this market the right way. So yep. I, I need to know what your end game is. We're seeing a lot of M&A in the market. We're seeing a heck of a lot of new entrants coming into this space. You're not the only new guy in town. Um, and they're all gonna play it the way that they feel is gonna be best for themselves and for their shareholders, right? Yeah. Everyone's aligned. Um, so what's your end game with, with this massive land package? Is it just set yourself up for an acquisition uh, to be taken out? Look, as a junior miner, you're ignorant if that's not part of your plan, right? Mm -hmm. In general, junior miners don't get to build mines. We all want to, we can all say the things we're gonna say. And as an engineer, would I like to build a mine? Yes, I would. We're not even at a massive discovery yet, so we're at least a decade from yeah. those decisions. Right. That being said, um, 
our number one goal is to find multiple deposits. We think there's multiple targets here. And not only is there uranium, obviously it's in our name. Mm. The most exciting targets in this basin are probably copper and IOCG. Got it. It's a, sorry, for newbies, IOCG is what? So it's iron ore, copper, gold. Um, it's a deposit I can't fully describe, but all those components are in it almost always comes with uranium. Yeah. And interestingly enough, I believe it's the world's largest uranium mine is an IOCG yeah. deposit, which is Olympic Dam in Australia. It's a project type that every investor or every mm. thousands of juniors look for. So they say it, it is a buzzword you've got to yeah. be very careful of. Um, but geologically, this should host those types of deposits. And with the amount of copper, gold, and uranium we're seeing, that is, if not our primary target, it's our secondary target to Did, pure would uranium. Work, would that be better for you if it was? Because if you, you think about Olympic Dam, uranium is the byproduct, yeah. right? We've seen permitting and licensing issues across uh, Canada. For, it doesn't matter which province, yeah. they got problems, right? And the, the, the time to actually get into production is a ways out, like yep. decades out as a consequence. Would it be better for you if it was an IOCG project in a way, because that would help in terms of licensing permitting from right now through to, you know, at some point you're gonna need to, I say, become a mine. So I think I think the answer is yes, but for different reasons. So so one is, you know, the fundamentally to me it's 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 firstly I, I always like more markets. You know, copper is gotta be the easiest metal to think yeah. about for the next fifty years forward. Um, but what I really like is if one, you know, you have to look at these things realistically. Where we are, although there's the potential for giant deposits, the uranium is very low grade, right? So what, what, are, what are we talking about? So Paladin's project, which is 120 million pounds, is about 800, 850 ppm. Yeah. So if you're looking, so that's point zero eight five percent right? In Saskatchewan, you can get above 1%. Mm. Now, that is very similar grade to what they're building in Langerhainish in Namibia. Yeah. It's a higher grade than what you're seeing in parts of Kazakhstan, but it's still a low grade. And in an area where infrastructure is tough, that's not necessarily going to work. That one will work because there's size and it's surface, so it's economics. Mm -hmm. So to answer your question, um, anything else that comes with my uranium makes me happy because all it does is it's math, right? You're either lowering your operating costs if it's pure uranium, you're increasing your revenue stream. Um, other commodities are easier to permit and sell frankly. Yeah. Um, and they're probably in separate parts of a deposit. So if you need to, you can separate. So it would make your life easier. Um, if I can find them all together, I'm a happy man. But I, anything that anything that looks like a giant deposit makes me happy. Absolutely. But you also need to pitch it and get that narrative right for the marketplace. Because yes. if you say polymetallic to people, they're like, I don't know what you're on about. Fair. What are you? Are you gold? Are you uranium? Talk to me. Yeah. Well, and, and, and so I think that the number one thesis is, is, is energy. So obviously we're uranium and the number one thesis in uranium is yeah. energy, 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 energy. The nice thing what we have in this district is what are the other commodities we're finding? So our first deposit, probably two thirds of the value right now is vanadium. So again, that's a potential okay. battery metal. If it's IOCG, then you get a lot of copper. Copper once again is going to be the fundamental battery metal. So what else do we find? I don't know. Uh, but no, we're not going to be an iron miner like that. And that doesn't make sense to our investors either. Like that's just a different beast. Um, but that's, that's kind of the direction we're taking this. In. Okay. Does that help? Uh, it, it helps. And I guess as you drill, you're going to work out where the value is. That's right. If it's, again, vanadium, a tough market, fairly erratic market. Yeah. Certainly for the last Technically, years or so. 
untechnically difficult, but a nice byproduct with uranium. Yep, same process, right? Similar process. Um, okay, so, you, so so that's okay. So that's good news. So we know sort of know what you're working towards. It is early days. So it's always difficult to answer these things because you've got to be agile and yeah, adapt, yeah. and that's that's fine. Um, so you're okay for the next two years for for capital. Yep. You've seen that what's going on in the market with the the M and A type activity. We've seen some big deals. We've seen some smaller deals, and we've seen some new entrants trying to get in. Looking at the current portfolio, is there, are there any outliers think, well, actually, do I, I'm not even sure we need this. In terms of land package size, it's yeah, massive, no, right? It, it, it's, it's, um, we have to be, in any company, any small company needs to be really focused on cash. Do not burn your cash. And, and our hard dollars are really sacred to us. Um, but you still have to explore and build this up. So where, I, where do I believe that goes that way is... Um, if we find, so it, like, look, we've got, let's just say more and like, more and like, we know what we're doing there for the next two years or so anyways. Mm-hmm. We know what, have an idea what that is. We have an idea of how that expands. On the other projects, it depends on what we find. So for example, if I do find a copper deposit instead of a uranium deposit, yeah. then maybe that's an opportunity to create a spin out and create a second company. I can't make that plan yet. But those are the sorts of things we would do. You also want to kill as much land as you can. Like if it's dead land, kill it. It's just yeah. a cost. It's just a cash killer. Yeah. Um, you don't want to give it up too early, but you just, you need to prepare yourself for the market in every way possible. One doesn't know when a market recovers or dies. So be ready. So if we think there's a thesis that we need to do, be ready for something, we have to be ready for it. So if we need a resource by a certain time, we've got to push for that resource. Um, if the market is saying uranium is what we do, but there's so much there where they're getting their spin out opportunities. There is partnership opportunity all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the M&A, which you keep getting back to, I think that's a great question and something we'd obviously be open to because that'd be great. But I think we're just way too early days, right? right? We're, we're at least, if, I, if I'm, a, if I'm a, a, a medium to large size company, I'm going to cover my mic. Uh, if I'm a medium to large size company, I wait, right? At least until we've done something mm. or if the markets are terrible, wait till you die. Um, I don't think that's an issue we will have. We've got a great team at raising money, but... Um, and our job is to survive. And when the markets come back, make sure we, we have the cash to get us through. Because this will be expensive. It will take time. Yeah. But we want to do it right such that if there is M&A, if there is some yeah. discovery, if there is something about you want to be ready for it. Right. You want to have everything properly done. So how do you, how do you prep yourself? Um, uranium, it's a, it's a small sector, yep. tiny sector. Um, small universe of investors in, invested in it. Some companies have been you know, hugely successful in the next gens of this world in terms of capturing attention. The uh, UEC's capturing attention, even uh, energy fuels you know, to a large degree, although they're rare earths as well. But um, it's a tiny universe. So in a way, you kind of need some of the copper headline and the gold headline and the not so much vanadium headline to kind of help attract a bigger investor universe for you. Do you know what I mean? Because it's it, it, it's that it's that um, you can't all be right, and there's not enough cash for the certainly for the retail, which is where you're at at the moment, predominantly, right? No, no. Well, and and like we we have a great institutional base, but once you have that institutional base in a company our size, it sits. That's not our that's not our exactly. liquidity. So it's retail is where the your price is. Right? Fair. That's unusual for a company your size and at your age. Fair. Right. So um, retail is where you need to be talking to. What, so what's what's the go, go away thought you want them to be thinking about you versus the other bunch of uranium entrants in this market? So the, the biggest difference we have is firstly in uranium, there's not a lot of guys our size, so relatively small and well cashed up, uh, that own a district like this. So 
if you're if you like the uranium thesis, mm. we're a great play because the, the amount of growth we have to go is incredible. I do think the upside potential here is significantly larger than that. It's not a single project. It's not one small thing. And we have lots of shots on goal. And we're early, right? So I did a uranium conference the other week and there was great companies. But if you're already at a billion, two billion, you're usually not going to 10. Yeah. So if, you, if, if this is a thesis you like with respect to the energy play, then a small company like us can work well because we're cashed up, we've got an exceptional board, and we can survive a while with a lot of potential. We know it's there. Um, otherwise, our only job is to put the money in the ground because until we have a discovery, the rest is irrelevant. No big guy's going to come and take us. Like, you know, the Paladin guys will talk to us because they own 120 million pounds beside us. But why do they need to buy us if we don't have a resource? Why does anybody need to do anything with us? So we have to, we make as many friends as possible. We bring as many people along as we can, but we've got to put the money in the ground. And, and, and that's really it. Like, it's, it's, you're either basing this on the uranium, in the uranium thesis and our growth, but like we just, we have this incredible package that's had, you know, tens and tens and tens of millions of dollars spent on it. Mm -hmm. It's never been in a single hand and no one's ever stuck their head up and said, hey, how about instead of these smaller claims, we look for these bigger deposits. Um, and if we, if we show a hint of that, then this thing screams. Okay, the reason I ask that specifically, because there are a bunch of uranium companies, we've been asking uranium companies for the last four, four years and it's... Yeah, it's nice to see them grow, yeah, and yeah, some, yeah. most of them, and some of them have, have really kind of struggled in terms of getting a, a message, which the market yep. understands, and, and continuing that narrative. Yours is high leverage, like everyone, because it's the thesis, yep. but you're cashed up to do the things that you need to do to show the potential. And you're, you seem a little bit more uh, aggressive and ambitious than, than some. Is that... Is that part of the the inherent character, the the, the brands? Look, we are we are aggressive. It's it's like if you look at the people behind the company, um, in every endeavor, and from Phil Williams and Richard Patricio and Justin Reed mostly, but like. Um, Everybody puts their own money into the deals. Obviously, from the early stage, but in each mm. phase after, um, they've built relationships through various companies with investors that we continually go to, but you make promises to investors. And my frustration in the entire exploration place, uh, space is that it's really easy to wave arms. It's really easy yeah. to say why all sorts of things can yeah. happen. None of it matters until you can prove what's underground. And that in the end, all the geophysics, all the AI, all that's great. You got to stick drill holes in the ground. And so, um, I can, I can put my hand over here and say, look over here, but until something is real, no real company is going to come after you. Um, and then you are just a retail plan. I don't mean just in a negative way, but then it's, you're just spinning a story and right. that I'm not for. So I'm like, look, we told investors we're looking for this thing. Yeah. We raised money saying we're going to look for this thing or things because there's, right. there's multiple types of targets. And now the, there's only one thing to do and that's to put it in the ground. So maybe it is aggressive, but that's what we've promised ourselves and each other. Mm -hmm. And you know, because we have shares, because we have this, there's, you're always looking at, that's yeah. where your value is. Okay, so can, give me the grade again, average grade. Uh, in the that? district, so in our project, you're looking at about 350 ppm, and right. all the way over to Michelin, it's about 800, 850 okay. ppm. So we'll get into that discussion, where we've had the Africa plays, which yep. are the kind of lower, we've yep. got the Athabasca plays, which are obviously significantly higher, but also deeper and more yep. expensive and timely, and all, it takes a bit of time to get there. Um, this will be the first time we're talking about a low-grade project in Canada. So yeah. people are going to have to wrap their heads around yeah. it. Low-grade, at-surface, 
can be profitable. It can be as economic because the way the, the capital requirements are set. So are you prepared for that discussion? Because that's going to be coming out, yeah? It is the discussion, and I think it's, and we can't hide from it, is there are lower grade deposits that are mined in the world, but they're in places where it's significantly lower cost. Yeah. So like even though Langer Heinrich might be very similar size and grade to Michelin, it's in Namibia. Yeah. Your OPEX is going to be lower, the rock is softer. So in this area, especially because there isn't a lot of, there's a lot of infrastructure in Labrador, but not in this district, right? right. Not on this belt. If these projects are going to work, especially for uranium and at the grades they are, they have to be large tonnage yeah. and they have to be at surface. And even better, if you find another product with it, so you either yeah. increase the revenue, or do, and that's it, right? You, you're not going to find a two percent deposit here, right? So you need this big. You, it needs to be big and needs to be bulk tonnage and shallow. Yeah, and shallow. Period. We can like even at Metmoran Lake when we were starting the work there, we believe it's way, it's open deep. Why? Yeah. Why would I chase that? It's yeah. like you can put numbers up on a board. Yeah. It's totally irrelevant if you can't mine it. Okay, Stephen. Good chat. Good Thank you very much. We, you know, we love our uranium story and we love a, love a new story as well. And I think so people should definitely have a look at what you're trying to build out here. The, the team behind it are real. Yep. They're real guys. Um, you got the money to do what you need to do. So stay in touch. Let us know information starts flowing, okay? Thank you. Look, information starts flowing probably next week. We're building the camp now. So hoping for the best. But look, I think it's an exciting time and I just I appreciate the time. So thank you.